Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. That little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin. Here with the full crew. We're mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Everyone's here. I got Jamie Iovine in the house. Hey, guys. Elijah Bates. hi And Kevin Silva. I'm here. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, for those of you who watch the Raw recap show that I do with Roka, <laughs> you will know that it was very combative this week. So I am going to do my best 
uh, since I'm much less competitive with these three, uh, I, I, I will do my best to have a much oh, more yeah? mellow show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, we'll <laughs> open that, that back up. Now do a show. Will it help now you knowing show. that I kind of agreed with Roka in a lot of those things? Did said? you? Oh, yeah. I knew you would. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. You know, I had a lot of people going like, this show turned me off, blah, blah. But you know what? Why? Because we argued like, and it, it was. Oh, but that's I, I good. Via, that's good listening. Though. That's how honestly. That's how I feel because people it, love it when Bruce and Bruce and Conrad argue. And look at here. We for the most part we're usually on the same page. So if you want like a show of friends that are on the same page, you got that here with Wrestling Sheet Radio or but, on Friends. What? Or if you just oh, want a show, show friends. about friends. <laughs> Eli's still warming up again. He's had a show or two off. Uh. <laughs> or if you just want to watch Friends. Yeah, it's on S- Netflix. For a sh- only a short amount of time, right? Yeah. Jennifer Aston just got a new Instagram. The I saw Instagram. that. I saw that. I saw that. This is what we were talking about today on the wrestling sheet. Here on Crosstalk. He killed a man. I saw that. No, and it was very contentious. But you know what? I feel like... You know, mm. as much as Rogue and I will argue in those shows, um, <laughs> I know that he represents a portion of the audience who feels the same way as him, and it's very opposite to me. So I do enjoy that I have another show that I can be on where the person, for the most part, does not usually agree with me, and we can hash these things out in an appropriate manner. I, I, feel, I like. feel like there's shows that are intended to completely just feature arguments. Crossfire, for Absolutely. instance. That's how I look at the recap show. That, that is how I look at the recap it show. It should and, be an argument. And his whole thing that really set me off in the beginning was that he <laughs> feels like wrestling, that, that WWE is turning their back on wrestling fans and not caring what wrestling fans think in order to, like, blend... Uh, oh, the synergy the, thing was way the off. Synergy the synergy thing, like, where it's like off. to blend Fox Sports and Fox stuff with WWE, and it was like, no, it was a draft special. Like, I, I liked all those, all those little spots. I didn't like the war rooms too much, but yeah. The, but they were a joke. Like, they right, weren't trying to be serious, you know? Yeah. But the, if you want to hear our arguments, there's a lot of them yeah, on there. There's a lot for us to discuss, because a lot happened this week after the fact. Um, biggest story of the week, obviously, is the fact that Eric Bischoff is already out as executive director of Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, he's been officially replaced by Bruce Pritchard after only a few months. It was like, like four months. Right? Yeah, and the like crazy June. thing is he wasn't moved. He's completely out of the company at this point. Yeah, that that was the part that was most surprising. That to me surprised too. me because you know when the story broke, it was that you know he's repl- you know B- Pritchard is replacing Bischoff, and uh, I assumed like you did that maybe like you know Bischoff's going to hang, he's yeah. going to be around still, you at know, least, like you know, like phased out, yeah, for a few more months because they gave him like they gave Pritchard they like, specified a title and it seemed like okay they're specifying a title for him so that means Bischoff's going to get a different title not be so far in the creative process but why did they yeah. hire Bischoff because he, he smoothed the, the transition to Fox from what I've yeah. heard is. <laughs> From from what I've heard, and I don't know, I mean, this is the few people that I've spoken with. Nah. Were, it, it seems to me like Vince thought that he was getting like the Eric Bischoff of old, who was cutthroat and willing to do whatever. He's been on a ranch for like two, exa- two decades. I don't think he realized that he was getting the lax Eric Bischoff that that exists now yeah. a little more. Um, and, and, and I really feel for the guy. I do, and in the sense that. Dude fucking moved his life over well, there, dude. Well, apparently, I saw an article from Sports Illustrated, who seems to be tight with that whole crew of people, Justin Barrasso, um, who seems to be in the know of like things related to Conrad Thompson. Mm-hmm. And in the article there, he stated that 
even though it seemed like they moved everything, that wasn't necessarily the case. That he didn't sell the house in Dakota or whatever on the ranch. That his wife has been living there still. That he got an apartment in Stamford. That ah, he was living in an apartment. Smart move. Uh, but he, it, it, so he I'm with you, Jamie. Like, that at the time, it. It, did, it seemed rough. It seemed like he was moving everything that he was because he said like packing up everything. Yeah, or like selling it all, moving yeah. to Stanford. From but from what that article said, that that wasn't quite. The I case. wish I wish we could see like a, a picture of his like bachelor pad apartment too. It's just like lawn chairs, it's motorcycle signs, signs from Nitro. I yeah. was gonna say yeah, I picture like a Sting cardboard <laughs> cutout kind of thing, stand up thing. Just parts from the Nitro set, <laughs> like in there. like old containers from like microwave macaroni and cheese and stuff. And I like we all have such drastic different ideas of what his apartment would look like. Yeah. I like that we were all on the same page about Eli's kids this week in the group yeah. chat. Though. What do you mean you were on the same page? We were all on the same page Dude, about your kid. Like you wouldn't name a kid Balthazar? Get the fuck out of here. Like organic applesauce? Yeah, yes to the organic applesauce. Why wouldn't you get organic applesauce if you're going to get yeah. applesauce? Because everybody knows Mott's, while it does have a little sugar in it, tastes infinitely times better. Mott's is filled with preservatives. <laughs> Like I don't really know a lot about applesauce. We're losing that no. mod sponsorship right now. <laughs> Damn it! No, but Balthazar, no. <laughs> no, no. You all, you come on. Not Balthazar. What is that? Like a, that sounds like a pterodactyl's name. Oh, um, that is the name of pterodactyls. So. <laughs> you're gonna. Your daughter's name is Dewdrop. Ooh, that's Dude, good. That's a good name. Like, that's <laughs> but do like D E A U X. My oh, favorite God. part. We were, we were all discussing the pretentious way Eli would raise his children in the group chat, and my favorite thing was we were all discussing the name situation, and 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 <laughs> Eli said that he would name his. He was always wanting to name his child Rhythm and, or and, Zephyr. And, but Jamie goes, "Well, because well, no, I said why? Why?" And he goes, "Well, it's one of my favorite words in the English it language. It's, it's my favorite and, word." And, and Jamie goes, well, I love corn dogs, but you don't see me saying I'm going to name my kid Corn Dog. My yeah. favorite part of yeah. that I is love that, corn dogs. that means that Jamie's favorite word in the English language is corn dogs. Also, the conversation <laughs> that moves into him this naming his kid Corn Dog. Is that even the fact that he if loves corn dogs? If you told me there are corn dogs in word. a mile distance from here, I'm going to go find them. I, I am fully support you naming your kid Corn Dogs. Plural. Oh, plural. Dog. That actually throws a whole new wrinkle in it. Hey, man. Yeah. I mean, there's. Have you ever been to Doghouse? They have corn dogs. Mm, Where's Doghouse? There's there's one. They're in no bank, Yeah, they're they're around. When right, that one hot right dog on a stick from, from the West Side Pavilion closed down, I was pissed because the closest one's in Santa Monica. Now. Yeah, it's devastating. Mm. It's devastating. It's right down across, the street from my house, across the street from uh, Wonder Brothers. So, so uh, Eric, Pichot, so what I also heard is that it seems like. He was having trouble kind of like acclimating to the situation of like, of just kind of like, just, it was, it work. Was, yeah, it was that it was, there was a lot, a lot to take on. And from what I've heard, that he wasn't necessarily taking it on as quickly as people would have liked. And so ultimately the decision was made to kind of cut bait and just kind of go their separate ways. And from what I've heard, you know, what I had heard this whole time was that he was working closely with Pritchard and that Pritchard was doing. I don't want to say doing a lot of the work, but Pritchard was very much helping him with a lot of the stuff because it does seem like Bruce Pritchard has been very re-energized since coming back to the WWE. Absolutely. What like and it's I mean Bischoff doesn't sound like he's bummed out about this at all. I mean, right. from what I heard, he's like he seems very happy about the situation. But also, as much as as much as I think that could, that's probably the case. He's never been one to really, you know, sh- try, uh, he's never been one to show like, yep, yeah, 
That's just how it is. Um, I wish it wasn't the case. You know, when, right. and, and no matter what stage of the career he's ever been in, when he was in the WWE as Eric Bischoff as the GM and all that stuff, and he did all that stuff with Vince getting like thrown in the gu- dumpster and stuff, he never had the aura of being like an employee. You know, yeah. like as somebody like that responds to Vince, even though he did. Yeah. He never really kind of like carried himself in that sense, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like I never thought of him as somebody that Vince could yell at. Yeah. You know, like for instance, case in point, I was um, listening to uh, the Something to Wrestle With episode about No Mercy 2004. And there was a part in it where that was the that was the era where, where, where Eric was the GM of Raw and Eric left – Eric showed up to the No Mercy pay-per-view. They thought they didn't need him, and they said you could go home, and he did. They ended up needing him, and they're like, "Where are you?" And he wasn't there. I just listened to an episode. Yeah, and that's that. That that's the example, like that. Vincent and Triple H yelled at him. Like I would, like I can't. Well, if you remember though, that was like the report was that they yelled at him, and then Bruce was like, "No, it was me and Briscoe <laughs> waiting for him at the thing." I'm like, "Hey, what?" Like, type- well, then Vince did talk to. I mean, yeah, yeah, and Vince did talk to him, and like even if they didn't yell at him, even getting chastised. Yeah, even Vince just calling him out, be like, "Don't do that," and he'd be like, "Yes, sir." That's yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, Bishop you know? always like has come across to me too in every position I've seen him in since like WCW is like I don't really need this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he never really – he's not desperate for work. That's why even when he he took this job, I was just kind of like, what? Dude, like, why would you even take – This is a really hard job. It's a ton of responsibility to take on. It sounds good to say yes to it. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be in charge of this thing. We're just like, you know what you're getting involved in. It's like, that's not some small thing. And the dude lives on a ranch in Dakota or one of the Dakotas. I think that's what it is, right? Isn't that where he lives? North? Wyoming? I thought it was Wyoming. (laughs) Isn't it Dakota? I don't know. I think it's Cody, Wyoming. That's what it is, Cody. That's what it is. That is what it is, Cody, Wyoming. But, uh, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, knowing how – it's it, back in the day, maybe, that like because it's so hard to – nobody can really prep for what life is going to be like in the WWE. But now with, the, with all the podcasts we have, the yeah. exposés, people becoming a lot more clairvoyant with what they do over in businesses, it's pretty established that working at the WWE, you have no life yeah. except that yeah. business. Oh, yeah. It involves your personal life and your and your and your professional life, especially at that level. You're traveling twenty four seven. You're on you're call twenty four seven. And you know what's funny is like I remember not when, even on call. You're working twenty four seven. Yeah, and you got to be ready. Like even if you're asleep at three at three yeah. in the in the morning, then you got to pick up if Vince calls you. I mean that's why Heyman's so good in the job because Heyman's are he doesn't sleep. I, I was just gonna say like when they made the announcement, they were like Heyman's in charge of Raw and Bischoff is in charge of SmackDown. I was like what? And then they're like what? You know, like, it was just kind of like, what's Bishop doing? What's he, like, I mean, like, all I, f- I feel like I ever hear him do these days is just kind of talk about, like, the clarification of, like, why he wasn't wrong or why something bad that happened was not his fault or something like that. All of which may be true, but at the same time, it's just like, the other thing is just like, Bishop is kind of old, you know, like, and I, like I'm kind of old, you know, like, we're, everybody's getting kind of old, but at the, in the rest of <laughs> in the wrestling industry, especially, though, too, you know? And it's just like, I, I think it's just one of those things, like, it makes sense that Triple H is doing it because he's been, like, knee deep in the rest of the world for a long time. But it's just like, we did it at the same time, exactly. <laughs> Unprompted, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Bitch, I was old. That's the whole point. And you, and, you, and you guys are getting there. But going back to your point, I'm, I agree with you that Bischoff is always really carried. <laughs> Heyman is going to be tied to the business so they put him in the ground. Totally. Yeah. He will be. He, he's like Vince in that regard. He's a yeah. lifer. Like, yeah. like, he, he bleeds the business. <clears throat> Bischoff has never really carried himself that, like, I need wrestling. Yeah. Never. The only, I mean, to me, like, him even doing the podcast with Bruce was, uh, with, I mean, with Conrad was just like, I'm bored during the day. Yeah. You know, I need something to do. You know, like, like there's only so many hours on the ranch that I can spend like do, you know spindling inseminating things cows. Like you spindle on a farm. <laughs> so, that sounds right. They inseminate Twine? cows. I know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Grain. Is just, isn't he making beer or something? Doing like... doing grain. Doing grain. <laughs> well, however, grain is produced. <laughs> um, I, you know, I also respected that after the news was announced uh, that Eric Bischoff did uh, give props to Bruce Pritchard, his replacement. He said Bruce is a great producer, a good friend, and I'm certain he's going to thrive in his position. Uh, he's going to be working with a great team of the most dedicated and hardworking people I've had the pleasure of working with and getting to know. Um, I honestly believe that I, – I, I mean, honestly, this is the best move, obviously. But I think that – I like how gracious he was in all yeah. of this. Yeah, because, he was like, a class act. He could have from – from what it's being reported, he had a contract that wasn't some sort of like, uh, you know, three months, you know, uh, sitting at home on the sidelines type thing where he has to be quiet. Apparently, he can do whatever he wants yeah. still. Uh, so which, he could have showed up on AOW, which, you know what, I like that he didn't try and do something like that, that he just respectfully went home. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, this be a thing where I'm making waves, like, it didn't work out, whatever. Yeah. Stay in the family. What are the odds of that happening still, though? In the future? Like, we just see Bischoff walking down the ramp with his backwards Kangol cap, just making his way down. And by the, the way, I don't, why would anybody blame him? Oh, absolutely. And if then, he still wanted to do this shit, why not? But what, what are the odds? What do you think? I would hate it. Why? What if he still wants to do wrestling? No, I would just hate them doing that. Yeah. I would just hate it. Hate what? If they, the idea if, of like making Bischoff like an authority figure on, on AEW TV just because it's Nitro. Oh, I, it, they would literally make them look like TNA. Like, I wasn't right. thinking that. It would only be the fourth I, time it's been yes, done. To yeah. Making him a character, sure. But I was, I'm more so bringing him to the office is what I was thinking. I, I didn't hear that part. Mm, that but if said. the whole reason it didn't work out is because he wasn't energized, what would make you think he'd be energized with an even bigger mountain I'm to not, climb? The, the, I'm not discussing the idea of whether it's like whether or not it's going to be fruitful or not. That's not what I'm discussing. What I'm saying he should I'm No, no, no. I'm also saying he shouldn't be chastised for it. Yeah. You so, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, if, if he were to make that decision, you're yeah. saying? I'd be curious what the conversation was when they let him go, just to see kind of just like what kind of, like, I mean, because it, it sounds like they're all on good terms and everything like that. I mean, maybe he got like a fat payout and maybe he's just looking at it just like, hey, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I got a fat payout here. I get to go back to the ranch with like a million bucks in my pocket or something like that. That's kind of what I wonder too, is that like, you know what? I probably did... I, don't want to get yelled at for another six months, and I got a sick payout yeah. that would have taken me six more months to get. Yeah. And I get to go back to the ranch. I got a fat little nest egg. I'm gonna keep my podcast. I mean, I, I, like my live shows. You know, when I when I got my job, I could at talk T- about banging my wife every day, every blue Monday. Chew, yeah. When I, when I got the job at TMZ uh, years and years ago, I remember I I I went off. Un- I was on unemployment previous to that for like two months, and unemployment's so sweet. You're just like getting paychecks just yeah. to like not work, and if you got a nice little nest egg saved up and everything, you're just sitting pretty. Yeah. And I remember day two on TMZ, I was just like, 
why did I go off of unemployment? This is horrible here. How do I get back on unemployment? And guess what? You ain't getting back on unemployment after you've already said that you're going off of it and you've got another job. Yeah. And I remember just being like, man, idiot. And I guarantee <laughs> you, you Bischoff, up, Bischoff probably started getting yelled at and he was like, why did I go off of unemployment? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he realized, they came up and they're like, hey, will you go back on unemployment and take six more months of it too? And he's probably just like, oh my God, my prayer's been answered. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's honestly that, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's the case at I, all. I've always been a huge fan of Eric Bischoff's just because I don't know. He, uh, I like him. Yeah. No, I like. Oh, I love I, Eric Bischoff. I, and um, and I hope something does eventually come his way. I may, like, he may not want it. But. Like I have so much respect for Eric Bischoff. Like everything that he's done in wrestling, like. What he did for wrestling in the nineties, like, dude, like it's like I mean, the dude is probably. I mean, you know, if he doesn't burn any bridges or anything, not that he needs it or requires it, but he's Hall of Fame bound for sure. Oh you yeah, know? of course, hell yeah, 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 no question. Um, and he was announced for an appearance at Starcast, so maybe he's going to talk about all of this. What a picture! The, the old, well, because they're going for the whole yeah, like nineties, yeah, nine. They got like Van Hammer and the Ding Dongs mm-hmm. that are going to be there and stuff. Um, okay, let's talk about Mike Canellas. Mike Canellas put out a statement this week uh, claiming that he has once again requested <laughs> his release from WWE. Uh, he started off saying, "Today I asked for my release from WWE." I want to thank everyone in the company who has helped me out and who I have shared a locker room with. I love you all. I've been with this company for almost three years. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity. However, it is time for me to move on. I am only 34 years old, and I feel I have way too much left in the tank. Working one day a week is just not going to cut it for me. I came to WWE to work, and that opportunity does not exist right now. Um, So for those of you who recall, um, Mike asked for his release in January of 2019. It was not approved. <laughs> they did not grant him his release when he tried okay. then. Okay. Um, he then decided to re-sign six months later when they offered him a new contract. Uh, but after re-signing, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this remembers <laughs> that uh, he was brought to television where Maria announced that she was pregnant. Um, but then since then has basically demeaned him into believing that he is not the father of the baby. And that's where the storyline ended. And that is where the storyline ended and got transferred, it would seem, to Lana and Rusev now. Um, and, and basically, Mike touched on this. He said, I re-signed with the company back in June because I thought it was what was best for my family, and maybe from a financial standpoint it was, but I quickly realized that bringing my work frustrations and misery home with me is not good for my family, and I no longer want my daughter to constantly see me come home defeated, sad, and angry. It's not mm. fair to her or my wife. Uh, what do you guys think about all this? I, like I told you guys on the text, I was first off taking it back that he was 34. <laughs> How old you you were I thought he was that. much older, like forty, because of being, he since he's been around for so long. Yeah, I thought. Oh, he, yeah, he's been around around for a long time. Yeah, no, I thought he was at least forty, or if not close, <laughs> like thirty eight, thirty nine. It, it it doesn't surprise me. Like I feel like this is kind of par for the course for him. You know, like, I mean, they're, well, they're, like they're they're digital storytellers. I feel like more more so than the professional wrestlers at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, so has it come out yet? What's going on with uh, with his wife yet? The storyline wise, yeah, no. In terms of like, is she part of the company? Is she asking for her release? Oh, as well? oh, oh, oh. Um, it is not. I would assume that she didn't also ask for her release this time, only because she was so adamant when I said it was the two of them last time, and they were like, "No, it was not me." So, from what I had been told last time, like I had said then, he asked for his release, and it was internally felt like. He was saying, we want our release. Um, I would assume since they made such a point of that last time that, no, that it was just uh, 
just him this time. Um, Do you think that the higher-ups in the company have no respect for him? I mean, just like my guess? Yeah. It's, I mean, you've seen what they did on TV. Yeah, Do you think that I mean, Heyman does? Like, I know Heyman has mad respect for Maria Kanellis. Okay. That I know. He's got, like, massive respect for Maria Kanellis. Like, he always talks about, like, how she's got, like, this great mind for wrestling and uh, and stuff like that. So he does have massive respect for Maria Kanellis. I know that much. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean... We talked. We talked about the bitch stuff on here. Yeah. That like, I didn't. I thought that he was trying to like pay his dues a little bit. Like, hey, put me through the dirt. And sh- but also, I feel like that could have been the uh, if they had done it so much to that he snaps and then like gets some sort of baby face shine after that. That could li- that could have led to something. Even though all this um like like inferior thing. And I thought him pinning Maria for the twenty four title went that their whatever fucking. The OBGYN. OBGYN thing, yeah. And um, I thought that was maybe like a like a hint of it going forward. And then, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I've never really – and to be fair, I wasn't nowhere near as versed into the world outside of WWE as I am now mm-hmm. when Mike was active on Ring of Honor and so on – in Japan so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And, and um, I don't know. He's just never stood out to me. And I think him <clears throat> when he got when, like when everybody was hyped that him and Maria were coming back to the WWE, I was I I mean I'm never one to like rain on somebody's parade, and so I was like, yeah, good for him, you know, like he's got a job again. That's nice. Him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And is but I but in the back of my head, I never really understood why. You know, it was yeah, like why they bring them in. Yeah, like like what do they see in those guys that would? I mean, obviously Maria is gorgeous, but she's been pregnant eighty percent of the time that she's been on the roster. You know, well, she wasn't when they brought her in, but yeah, and uh, no, not when they brought her yeah. in, but the time she's been here. Yeah, yeah, it, totally. And um, and that's not, I mean, I'm not trying to fault anybody. No, but no, trying, uh, but it's just I don't. It it just seemed like a waste of a of a slot to me. I'm surprised that they re-signed them. That's the, the whole point. I'm just yeah, saying, like, like I, mean, I don't like that they re-signed them. You know, back in June, just like oh yeah, when they offered him a new contract. Yeah, it's I, just I, like I, I mean, it, clear, like I mean, they like for starters, yeah, they clearly not that this is necessarily the case, but it looked to a lot of people like they were working the system in regard to like what the what services or opportunities they took advantage of through their employment contracts. And then you know, like they weren't necessarily there. Complained a lot online, you know. That's true. Made a lot of like digital noise, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. Not necessarily in character, but just about how like Mike was being used and stuff like that. And it's just kind of one of the situations. Like, why did they resign him for five years just so they could put him through like five years of like of of servitude and pay them? Like, I, I just I don't get it. I was, I mean, I think they're talented people too, but I was also confused when it happened. There's so for, many people those, on the roster for those already. similar reasons. And th- but then I thought, oh, maybe it's because they agreed to do this cuck angle to show that like they were loyal to the company or right. something. But then clearly he doesn't seem like he was happy about that. I mean, the rest of his statement, he said, uh, "Being a pro wrestler was and is my lifelong dream, and I'm just not ready to give that up yet. I wasted four years of my life addicted to drugs and not caring." When I should have been having the best matches of my life, now that I'm clean, sober, and motivated, I want to have those 30-minute matches. I want to travel the world and wrestle in front of UK crowds, German crowds, Japanese crowds. I want to feel the love and excitement wrestling once gave me. 
I also want my daughter to be able to see me wrestle. I want her to see her daddy work for his money. I've never been okay with just collecting a paycheck. And I can't in good conscience tell my daughter she has to work her ass off to get ahead in life, then not do it myself. I don't know what the future holds, but for the first time in a long time, I'm hopeful and excited. Thank you to everyone who has ever supported me and had my back. I love you. These guys think really highly of their daughter first off because they've been claiming that she's been watching him since he was born. So like <laughs> the, to the, How to old these, is his daughter? Like the baby still. <laughs> like the, yeah. according to them, like this baby's very observant. The but, baby's um, gonna have a really, really confused <laughs> understanding of who their parents were if they've been watching WWE programming all the time. The only way they see my <laughs> like our, my parents have a very unhealthy relationship for the television. <laughs> I, I just don't I, I'm sorry, Kevin, go for no, it. No, I was just say that I mean with it's no surprise that uh, no secret that Ring of Honor had been putting out some contracts. And he was a big name for Ring of Honor. Do we see him going back to Ring of Honor? That's the only place I really see him. I don't, don't, see, him. I don't see him. Yeah. It'd be a bad idea for him to go to Impact. Uh, I think well, Impact, point. I don't think, would be interested based on the way the way he right. left. Um, I, I feel like with, with ROH. I think he'd be welcome to. Uh, Matt Taven's been at the top the whole time. He's connected with Matt Taven and Maria. It would make. It would only make sense for right. him to rejoin the kingdom. The kingdom has still been involved in Ring of Honor and stuff. So. I, yeah, obviously that's number like, one. I and like I feel like AEW wouldn't really AEW already be has like a, enough like kind of like those lower mid card WWE cast offs that they're rebuilding and everything like that at this point. And just like I just don't understand like based off how he's been presented the last couple yeah, of years. I mean, yeah. who, would, who would want him? We all know this that do, that the world of professional wrestling, not for everybody, but by and large, is what have you done for me lately? You know, and what have they done in the past three, four years? You and know, they, they already kind of have like a Sean Spears. I feel like Sean no, Spears kind of I mean. fills that like, role yeah. already. Like yeah, Sean yeah. Spears is one hundred percent like that person. Already. Yeah, they don't need another person like that unless it's just going to be Jobber to the stars. Yeah, I, I I I agree with you in that aspect. Stars in the making. I honestly feel like there's no way they're ever going to release him, and they're just going to keep his. Con- they, they would rather pay him for five years to sit and do nothing than than. Release him. So yeah. there's been no word about him if they're going to release. Him, gonna yeah. release. Not that I've heard. That's crazy. Oh, I have such a hard time believing they would. They didn't do it last time. Right. Why are they going to do it now? It's crazy. especially since he signed on for five years and made it public. Dude, he, you need to stop. You need to not say I asked my release. Like, uh, it hey, doesn't seem to help anything. No, no it's because they, they, it's they a just bad keep idea. them. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, cool. You wanted to make that public? Cool. Sit at home now. I love how every single one of these things now is like a, a, a screenshot of like the note function <laughs> in the iPhone too. It's like, I wonder what are the notes these people have written in their iPhones. There's like shopping lists and stuff like that followed by a lengthy release notice. <laughs> I mean, Luke Harper, poor guy. I mean, he was brought back just to be like a cannon fodder for Daniel Brian and Roman Reigns. He's off TV again. Well, he, he got drafted to SmackDown, but yeah, it's not the best sign. It's not the best. Welcome not to SmackDown, the show that you're already on, Luke Harper. Well, and no, everyone had the draft, I know, their roster saying, reset. Because a lot of were saying that, like, they were drafted, they were already there. I'm like, well, no, but they, everyone I know, but funny, every got time, reset. There's a lot of times where they made it like seem like they were brand new to the show, and I was like, stop. You need to stop <laughs> Hey, that. did you know the Office of Pain got signed? Can't wait to see what they do. <laughs> I, hey, dude, I am excited I'm to see glad. what happens to Authors of Pain. I, we're going to fight you, okay? I'm, I'm, we're going to eat your food. We're going to eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I am hyped for Viking Raiders versus Authors of Pain because I'm pretty sure that's where this is all oh, going to yeah. go. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the most ridiculous story of the week, and that was people being mad at All Elite Wrestling for renaming uh, the, the backstage go, the position, the go position uh, to the Dusty position. G- guess who's never worked with Gorilla Monsoon? Cody Rhodes. Or the like Bucks. all the those people, AEW the roster. entire roster. <laughs> yeah. They're all young 
children compared and a to lot of the like, people on top did work with Dusty Rhodes right. like and, and I was seeing some of the comments they're saying oh it's not just a WWE thing it's a, bullshit it's a WWE bullshit. thing I'm pretty sure like most of like indie wrestling feds I'm sure PWG they just go oh behind the curtain they don't even call yeah. it anything they're just like Apparently yeah they behind call the it- curtain the MTF and they call it the go position and oh yeah go uh, position That's and right, then yeah. in uh I, I said I think it said in WCW it was called like the Jody position or something like that. That's such a that's the gorilla matter. position is one hundred percent a WWE <laughs> thing. Has he yeah, been anywhere absolutely. else in his entire life? I mean, it, I don't know, but he's most was, associated named, with it WWF. It was named after him for the backstage scene in WWF. Yeah. Like, it was named like, for the spot he where, where he there. sat always he was in there, <laughs> like. That was his no, it's spot. A, it's, it's a WWE or F homage to Gorilla Monsoon and his position that he held within the Guess company. What and did. now it's a bunch of former WCW people working with a bunch of people who worked with Dusty Rhodes at various points in and their who career. And were raised by who him. Who were raised on him that they're like, by, yeah, it, fuck yeah, let's have a Dusty yeah. position. That's awesome. Also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Like I mean, that's that's the real thing. Yeah. It really hey, does. Fans at home, when are you going to have to be worried about where the gorilla position hey. is, it or the dusty position? Hey, just just in case everybody needs to know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it fake matter. room. It's not it's, even a real room. It's a fake, well, it's a real room. It's a traveling room. It's, it's a, a traveling. You have a fake room. It's a room made by curtains. But it's still a room. It's still a room. Well, you ask you ask the three hmm. people sharing a fucking studio so, apartment in LA would you right call, now. Would you call if, uh, if you were in a tent? Would you call it a room? Well, wait, they don't call it a room. It's the dusty position. So right. it's, it's a position in the production area. Yeah, it's not even a room. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> called the dusty no room. Could, no I'm not saying that, but it's just like it's just a pl- it's not even a place. It's but just it is a place. It's in a curtain. It's a place. That's a, a place. Curtain. It's like a changing room. As a man who uses words for a living, I don't like what's happening here because <laughs> it's not even a, it's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not even real. Ryan, is wrestling real? Um, what's, what's, wrestling's not real, and neither are there rooms. The Hall of Fame? Oh, I get it, th- dude. The reply guys on Twitter these days are just that, read some. Well, dude, read, read I some. tweeted this week. I said this is all I said. I said, SmackDown currently has Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Ali, Cesaro, Luke Harper, Chad Gable, and Drew Gulak. Those are going to be some good matches. Pretty, pretty. You know what? Those are going to be some good matches. You're right. Pretty, like, simple thing. Go on. Within two minutes, I was, like, inundated with so many negative replies. idiot. (laughs) But they'll be booked to shit and ruined. If only there were companies with international markets who actually allowed wrestlers to actually wrestle. Another one says, I think you're way too optimistic on this one, Ryan. Another one says, it's very cute that you think anyone outside of Daniel Bryan gets a legit crack at TV time. Another one said, AEW is better, though. I need to know. Okay, is that a the dong? reason is because, is no, that... it wasn't a dong. Okay. I, I, no, I, I didn't answer you on Twitter, Kevin. You could have fucking texted me if you wanted to know. You have my cell phone number. I was clearly not answering everyone on Twitter for a reason. Oh, I didn't look at, I mean, I didn't look at People your were phone. asking me. No, it's because his name was, his, his, um, his name was like something, uh. Inappropriate. Inappropriate, oh, yeah. Okay. It was like something racist, and I was like, oh, eh. Okay. I was going to do it for all of them, mm. also. That's and then I was like. Know. I'm not going to do this for every one of them. Fuck these people. Like, saw, they're dicks. Yeah. The Abbey was covered, so I was like, was that a dong? And I then, see, I, I got, didn't know that you had a bunch of people asking if it was a oh, dong. Oh, I did. I did. 
There was a, they, no, they were no people were asking me why'd you blur out just one? Why'd you blur out just one? Why'd you blur out just one? It was a lot of those. Uh, was, I don't know if it was a dick or not. They will purposefully never wrestle each other. Like they will wrestle everyone else in the brand, but not each other. <laughs> yeah, WWE that's 1, does this. Happen, I don't sure. know why, but they do. Implying that we will actually get to see any of them and that they last more than five minutes. They they won't use them all though, and certainly not to their potential. Harp, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I don't know who said it, but Blue Meanie retweeted it. <laughs> so it's gospel. It's gospel. Um, but um, he said it said nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling. Oh, no, yeah, it was MVP. Yeah, said MVP that. said that. And then Blue Meanie retweeted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. It was Blue Meanie. I didn't. I didn't say it. he said it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it was MVP who said that, and it's and true. That's a fact, Jack. Dude, and there was, and then I posted that, and then people were like, "Well, yeah, you are." And it was so many negative responses, and I was like, "I just said I want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle matches against other good wrestlers. Like, how does that elicit a negative response from people? Because it's people tick, are buttholes. Dude. People who are like fans of niche products are the biggest buttholes on the planet. Got that Especially right. if they have like an online platform. I was recently on a website f- f- called MySage, and it's like uh, a, I used to, yeah, I used it's to love a Disney MySage. theme park website. And if you go on there, you would think that the people on there would be cheerful and yeah. happy. And you go on and read their comments and they're just like, this new stuff sucks. Everything I grew up with was better. And it's just like, like and I was reading it and I was like, this sounds so familiar. My and I realized it's exactly the same tone that a Star Wars response gets. It's just or a fandom. Pro wrestling. It's, it's just hardcore like, fandom. Hardcore yeah, fandom yeah. elicits the worst of people. It's true. You should hear I, about the Dick Wolf I, fans. I, 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 this is the reporter who's giving shit. How many shit times you bring up Dick here? Wolf a show? Honestly, <laughs> I don't know, but it has a Snoop. I saw that. I saw that. Like a reporter today was talking shit on me because I was at NXT's first show, like as if that showed I was biased towards, or sorry, that I was at NXT's first show as if, I, or first two hour live show as if that implied I was like biased towards them, and I was like. What? No, I I went to AEW's first show too. What are you talking about? Like, what? It's crazy. Like, people are just so mad and, and hardcore fans. Why? Though. Like, it's just I don't get it. Like, what gives people the right to be so angry about like, these things? You know what it is? Is that I, or the or the inspiration? I like, it's like don't these things make you happy? I like to think that it's a mix of a couple things. That people aren't necessarily really this angry. No, but that this is their way of like just venting at the end of the day. Boss yelled at them, annoyed at the kids. I think it's just like that's, what, that's why so many people have burner accounts. I literally, I've just started to try and like not take it like personally because at the end of the day, I, I, I it's just like I really feel like people are just they're just angry at life. Like yeah. life, life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I love being alive. I'm not mad, but like life's hard. Yeah. You know, like you know, and so I, I, I genuinely believe it's just that. And yeah. people who've had. People that needed them all the time. To think about it. That's job, I'm trying. I'm, uh, if, that, if that's not what it is, then I am an asshole that people really hate. So yeah, I mean, yeah. that. So yeah, that might still be true. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, this Dusty Rhodes position thing or the Dusty position, I thought it was super cool that they did that. Yeah, you know? I thought it was cool when they announced it. I was like, of course it is. You know, you got his two sons working the goddamn yeah. company. You know, like, why Why the fuck not? You got his friends, his colleagues, his, his people that he's mentored. Come on. And, uh, his so- children. His <laughs> children. Uh, and I think that's a perfect segue to get into Dynamite this week. Uh, we'll talk about AEW Dynamite and a little bit of NXT as well. But what was that? Oh, was it- Eli pushing down on the Dynamite. God. Time to start the Kaboom. Dynamite. Boom. Went to Dynamite. Time to start the chat. 
so Dynamite this week uh, kicked off with uh, the Lucha Bros attacking SCU to start the show. Scorpio Sky makes the save, runs them off, and then wrestles in socks against uh, best friends. Which, I mean, yeah, doing that, if you, you don't get how hard that is until you've been in that, on that mat. I can imagine. Dude, you, I, the fact that I what was watching it so that, hard? Break ankles. it's so slippery. Yeah. You know, you gotta run, you yeah. gotta plant, you know, like, you're, and that's like you're on socks on a flat, smooth surface. Yeah. How did he not, like, slide all around the ring? That was impressive. I was I, I, I liked your insight on it the most because you because now that you've been training like to wrestle and Bruh, stuff like I could never like seeing that I could never imagine doing that that sounds insane working in socks working in feet is scary to me wait like with bare feet oh okay it's <laughs> <laughs> like. What? No, like bare feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling barefoot. Got it. Yeah, like, like that's pretty cool. This is a weird way of wording wrestling in feet. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That was a weird way of wording. What? But, but wrestling in socks it just sounds impossible. Like, I don't know how you even do that. Rest- Whenever Cody does his run-ins in his loafers, I'm like, like, how? Totally. You know? totally. Like, it looks awesome, though. It did look cool. Yeah. I noticed at the end, too, it was just me, because you know, they win the match. One, it seems like they're really pushing Scorpio now, Dude, it was great. which I love. Yeah, did it seem like he looked a little frustrated at the end of the match because he had to wrestle in the tag match? I noticed on commentary they were like, "Oh, he really wanted to focus on singles stuff now." I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't really pick up on it. At least, um, yeah. I, I was. I was wondering what that was all about because I, I, I think I'd be okay with that. I don't. I thought the whole thing was that he was. He was like, "Oh, we're gonna. I want to give." I want to. I want to make sure that you guys wrestled in the tag tournament because you were the the long term tag team together, and it makes sense for you guys to be in this tournament. Because like when so, it was over, he had his hands at his hips, and he was like, "Well, to me, shaking I, his head, and he won." To me, I I don't think SCU has been properly defined yet in this company. Fair. I think they're the only ones that are really. You know, we get an idea of what the Lucha Brothers are, the Bucks, e- even the Di- even the even the Jungle uh, the Jungle Express, is that Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Express. I'm sorry. And but what like what is SCU? I, no, you're not wrong you know? there. I think that a lo- they are one of the acts that they assume you like you, that you watched follow, that you followed before they got there. Yeah, that you well, not even that that you watched being the elite. That yeah. you watched all those kinds of things that you were at yeah. all. You watched all in all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I agree with you that because I think, if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, everybody sort of not at, not completely, but they have kind of a direction. Well, see, that has been one of my things that like when I watch and I got a bunch of shit on Twitter this week from a few people who because I said that I think that AEW could benefit from having like writers who work in Hollywood. Uh, on staff as well, just like one or two to help yeah. with like storyboarding things, um, and I think it's because you know I know that they have said that like we want to serve the audience that got us here, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't also oh, want to yeah. bring, yeah, bring people in that too. Yeah. And I feel like treating it as though everybody watching the show has watched every ancillary thing that you have made as well every being the elite yeah. every road to every youtube you know everything that you guys have made it's very close-minded it's it's a close-minded way of thinking about it you know and that's why i, I brought up and i'm gonna bring it up later but the rules thing of like where i'm like have they stated that they're gonna like like referee discretion or the, the referee discretion so have they stated that somewhere because i know the kind of like gets brought up do you real think that that's gonna, do you think that they're building towards like a 
like a story where like they build their rules or whether something where it's like a little bit more like defined on the television program? I don't think it's intentional. I yeah. think I don't. I don't think it's an intentional yeah. thing. Because well, I mean, you, then you know, like everybody's like, oh, well, it's wrestling. You know, there nobody knows there's no real rules in wrestling. Then don't emphasize it before the story before yeah. the show starts. Yeah. Like, don't say like wins and losses are going to matter. Yeah. We're sure. a sports centric show. Yeah, like if if you weren't don't, if you don't give a shit about well, the rules, then like we could forgive that. Well, someone said someone tweeted me today when I brought up the rules and we're. We're getting there a little early, but um, I, you know, someone tweeted me the rules thing, and they were like, "It's just like boxing and MMA, where like the 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 referees there, you know, the referees there, officials have like you know their own kind of style on like what they'll call." And I'm like, "There's never been a boxing or an MMA fight no. where someone intentionally cheats in front of the referee, and the referee's like." I'm gonna allow it just for the fans. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't happen. They'll stop it. They'll get in the middle. Oh, you low blowed him. Like they'll right. get in the middle. They'll stop. They'll talk to him. That's th- not a thing where they're like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little lenient on that chokehold. Yeah. Because it makes Salt. for a better fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the in the eyes. Of those ah. scenarios is based off of. Usually, it's just strictly based off of. If that guy looks like he's about to be knocked out or like he can't defend himself, that's where I use my discretion. Yes. It's not yeah. like, oh, this in a boxing match, not kickboxing match, where a guy kicks the other guy. That's not allowed. That's a rule. Yes. Well, well, in this match, for example, and I honestly, I didn't even catch it. I, it, it more stood out to me in the Lucha yeah, Bros match. Got, yeah, when you were talking about it, I was looking for it and I didn't see it. But you saw the video I posted, right? Uh, no. Oh, I, the, the, the tag in and oh, out. I, I posted the video here. I'll show you. Um, because I was looking for it. I it's right here. Mentioned it and I didn't see it. At yeah, first. I also didn't. It was right. I'm pulling it up. No, it's like as long as those rules are like defined and everything, it's okay if somebody when was, questions it. When but, I was watching. So, like. All right, tag. Savings, man. Jamie, tell him what to do. All right, there was one tag so far. Everybody's in who should be in. But. Right here. Okay, another tag. Oh, yeah. What? (laughs) So, Pentagon's. They tagged from the corner inside inside the the ring. Yeah. Did you catch that, Jamie? Uh, Yeah, I guess I did, yeah. That's weird. And in, in this SCU match, which honestly I didn't even catch the one in the SCU match, but when I was talking about this on Twitter, a bunch of people pointed out to me that apparently the opposite happened in this match because in the in the Marco Stunt Jungle Boy versus Lucha Bros match with Jamie and them we're just looking at is a clip where they tag uh, Pentagon Junior is inside the ring hanging out in the corner and they, and they do a, a tag and it's a legal a tag. Yeah, they're high fiving and it's somehow a legal tag. In in this match, apparently Scorpio Sky and Frank Xarian were both on the apron at the same time and tagged each other too, which is also not how it works. Yeah. So, like, I just I don't think it's crazy to to say that I think that like sports centric wins and losses matter. Place should enforce or not even enforce, just establish what the rules yeah. are. A like, little are, bit. We, are we giving tags as long as you're in the corner that you're supposed to be in? Is that as it doesn't have to be where you are in the ring? Just I mean, that's I mean, an that's, interesting rule. I thought it was maybe like. Part of the lucha rule because you know you know the lucha yes. rule like if you go if you go out the other guys have got to go in. But there's know? no tagging. Like, yeah, there's no tags. Scenario, so yeah, it's like, so but uh, but, but if they're like, gonna do lucha rules, I just want them to establish that. It. Like yeah. like because for example, like I was watching AEW Dark and I forget exactly which match it was, and maybe the Lucha Bros are just it, I think it might have been the Lucha Bros, and maybe mm-hmm. they, because they do lucha rules matches, it's something they just need to get on. <laughs> I, I think it was them, but uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I was watching AEW Dark and. The referee just completely lost track of who the legal man was in like in that eight man match. I think yeah, it was, sure. and so because they just lost track of who the legal man was, another wrestler just got into the match and just started wrestling, and they were suddenly the legal Wait, man like, when there was never a tag. Oh, okay. And I was like, "What? 
Like, there was never a tag. The legal man is outside the ring right now. Why is this person the legal man who's, now? Who's, like, I, I, at the end of the day, like, that one, that clip we just saw is, is the referee in all reality of the match that's happening, is the referee at fault right there? Because the referee shouldn't have, have allowed in that. In WWE, for when the referee, like, messes up like that, it's their fault. It's their fault. And yeah. they get in trouble. But in this it. scenario, like, it seemed like ref went along with it, wrestlers went along with it, commentary went along with it. And it was like, Okay, so then, the, so everyone's in on it, I guess. Well, J- Jr. wasn't in. On Jr. It. You can hear Jr. even holding back something <clears throat> sometimes when like something oh, sure. egregious will happen, and he'll be like, <laughs> and then like well, go on, you know, <laughs> and then like and then Excalibur will say something instead, and like, but he, there are times where Jr. I'm sitting there going like, <clears throat> where is the rules here? Like while I'm watching, and then Jr. will be like. Well, that really shouldn't be okay. Like, you know, and they're like, well, referee discretion. He's like, yeah, but like, they're cheating in front of the ref. (laughs) Like, uh, also, like, people probably give him shit, but he's, there's, he has questions of being like, well, who is this person? Like, we need to know. We need to build. And the they, fans want to know. The fans, there are like, people new to the product that like, need to be oh, told. You know. You know. <laughs> like, okay. So, for example, <laughs> he's a dinosaur and he's tall. It's fine. <laughs> when they were trying to explain Orange Cassidy to Jim Ross, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> what are you doing? He didn't do anything. <laughs> well, here's two things I did well, that love. That was a devastating blow right there. <laughs> well, here's two things I did love. I did love the Santana and Ortiz match uh, against the Beaver Boys. I felt like effective way to Great get over way. them. Great way. They they they've been making them look like a million bucks. I think that they've been making them look like like viable threat to, to the tag team division um, above the tag team tournament. Even I, I'm into it since I'm going to get over the young bucks losing in the first round. Um, <laughs> also, the the, uh, the I don't know uh, to go back to like, just like the presentation wise. Like I love like the gear. Like I love the Me fact too. that they're in like he had a, like overalls. Like and, and like, he had that uh, fanny pack that he was wearing the right. whole match. <laughs> yeah, I, was that a fanny pack? I, it looked like a real designer fanny pack. Like just streetwear. And I was just like looking, I was like, watching like, that at home. Fuck totally, I was watching that at home. Yeah. I was like, is he wearing a a, a messenger bag? Or like no, lugs? no, that was a fanny. That was like an expensive looking fanny pack. Do they wrestle in lugs too? Like that's another they may thing. Have. I was like, maybe there's something inside the fanny pack it gives them an unfair advantage. Um, I like seeing the Beaver Boys on AEW. Um, right after being on SmackDown, yeah. recently. no sign of the Dark Order this week. No, not this week. Um, and then I, you know, what? I thought it was really smart. You know, I, as much as I think that Ortiz and Santana are capable on the mic. Um, I like Jericho kind of being their their mic man because Jericho's so strong on the mic yeah. that like he sold it so well. Even though it was a little silly to have him keep yelling like "We're the best, we're the best" the whole time Jericho was oh, talking. Yeah, I was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, I kept, just in the background, I just kept hearing "The best, the best, the like, best." Is, is Scorpio Sky still here? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I liked it, and I liked that we got the kind of like the start of the build to. Well, I guess it's already started, but the actual challenge. Was where uh, Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz uh, at Full Gear. So I'm into that. Uh, another thing I loved was that documentary-style video of Cody to hype the Jericho match. But I felt like it, it, there was mixed reactions to it because I loved it, but some people did not love it as I much as I did. I liked it, but the part... In the beginning is so funny to That's me. That's the part that everyone was laughing at the yeah, most. It is, it like where funny. he's talking or she's talking to him and he just he's like zoning out. And, he's and like, he just does the movie star. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of like, felt like, like, in, like that only happens in movies. Like, <laughs> it kind of felt like in T- a little bit like when TNA did it with Jeff Hardy, and they're like having it where they could hear his thoughts. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> which is one of the worst. It wasn't as bad as that. That was one of the worst. But, but I just laughed. At, I was like, okay, Brandy, just talk. 
We're not going right. to hear any of it. Just talk about, about your just, meetings. And yeah, you, just you say bullshit. <laughs> and then I, I, I like the whole package. The, the only thing, the other thing that I laughed at was the fact that, like, Cody in that suit, like, looking really like a million bucks, getting into that truck looks weird. Yeah, that, you hated that. That bothered you. You that really hated you. that. It just doesn't look... Because uh, he, he's he's shot like promo videos where he's getting into like a fancy ass car, like like a fucking Ferrari or whatever, and like he's just like fucking cruising around Atlanta. I know it's just kind of funny. He's just going to the office. That's what they drive in Atlanta. That is what they drive. In only tr- only pickup truck. Only pickup truck. Oh, yeah, Wait, was it a pickup truck? I think so. I thought it was like an SUV or something. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even. I wasn't even paying attention. I think it was a car he was driving. (laughs) It just looks funny. It was shot weird. It was just very silly. Um, The reason I like it so much, though, regardless of the content within it, you know, one of the things that I feel like AEW was really like touting in the beginning was like, we're gonna reinvent the wheel. Like, we're gonna do things that are totally different that you've never seen in wrestling. And I don't necessarily. Feel like I've seen that yet? Like a film montage type of thing. Yeah, but I like that this was like a document, almost like a UFC documentary of like a like hype that. video mm-hmm. where they're getting ready for a fight yeah. type thing. And I like that vibe because you know I like of what they're tr- those videos to me. What they seem like they're trying to do is placing the AEW wrestlers in the real world as opposed to WWE who like has their, their own universe, universe that sure. that nothing exists outside of it and 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 he, like like. So much so that when, uh, you know, the Viking Raiders won the tag titles this week and they said, you know, we're former IWGP champions and former ROH tag team champions, it was like, whoa, yeah, that's, you mentioned that's something outside the universe, crazy, yeah. you know? And so, like, I like that they're like, no, these people are like you. They're in, they're out there. They're in the world. These are real people. I, I think that is a smart I it, strategy. I think it appeals to people, like, on a different level. My brother has not watched WWE programming in a long time in several years, like, not because he doesn't like it. He just lost interest and just stopped. And he'd been texting me like every single week just about like what's been happening on AEW, and it's just My, like it's, it's gained his interest at the very least. It has, and to be honest with you, I have a lot of sports friends, fans that friends that don't watch wrestling that have watched a few te- uh, Dynamite episodes because My, of the. Uh, that's that's yeah, where I'm at. My dad's yeah. been watching Dynamite and not NXT, and I was like, "Whoa, crazy!" Like I was like, "You watch NXT?" He's like, "No." Like I already have enough WWE shows, like, I, but I want to see what yeah. Dynamite's doing. You know what I thought was cool about the the segment that you're talking about was we got to see a little bit of someone that is very instrumental to the Rhodes family that we don't really hear from. And the mom. The mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's really cool to me. And I feel like somebody who who's married to Dusty Rhodes, I would love to hear stories from her. Yeah. Like, she's probably got a plethora of, like, back catalog fun things to talk about, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Why does she do an impression? Why does only Dallas do an impression? <laughs> uh, I also, I, I felt like that documentary thing, it just did a good job of, like, you know, one of the things that people were wondering is, like, how are they going to address... Their top guys also being VP. VPs, and I think they did a good job of like mm. making it, you know, seem like more of a struggle and less of like uh, power at his disposal type. Yeah, thing. like, like how a, he's, like a, like yeah, how he said that the fact that Cody wasn't the first champion really bothers him. Yeah, yeah, stuff I, like I that. Like that. Um, so yeah, I like. I, I thought that package was very effective. I, I loved that package. Are you looking forward to the match? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. Um, They've been, you know, I as much as I say like they shouldn't think that everybody watches all their YouTube ch- content. I have been watching all their YouTube content since it started. Yeah. And, and since they started Road Two, they've been building to Jericho versus Cody. Like since the very first one, where yeah. he was doing the whole. Th- why is no one thanking me type stuff? That was like from the very first one. It was clear that when they got TV, we had, that was going to be one of the first And views. correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a few hand, handful of times in, as like a tag team or some throwaway when Cody was still in Legacy or something like that. 
But I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there hasn't really been that much interaction in terms of matches between Cody and Jericho. Not that I can like. I can't think of it. Off top, Eli would be better on yeah. this topic. I can't. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe a legacy thing, like where Jericho was tagging with somebody else, but I can't think of anything. So that's no, because they were just in different. They were in like different spheres of uh, yeah. uh, even like whenever Jericho is more of like a mid card and everything like that. Because I, mean, I was thinking maybe when Jericho or when when Cody was doing the mask stuff. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But like, no, but I don't think that. I think that they were just, but they were both heels. Probably. Yeah, that's that what I was thinking. They were both probably heels at that time. And Jericho is way more, you know, somebody who is on the Raw brand where Cody was on like SmackDown yeah. at, at those points. In time. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. You know, that's another. No, I'm actually, I'm definitely. Looking forward to the match, and they're both great storytellers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the there was also okay. So next there was Riho against uh, Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Title. I, I don't know. There's a lot to say about this match. I, I don't think it was bad, but I don't think it like blew me away at all or anything. No, it wasn't like breathtaking, but it was a fun little. Um, I gotcha. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. Um, and then okay, so we, we we talked about it a little bit with the rules side of things with Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy versus Lucha Bros uh, Brothers. I think they're calling them Lucha Brothers in AEW, right? Yeah. Lucha Bros was what it was before on the indies yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Justin announced them as the Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Okay, I, I gotta start getting used like to that. I don't like this song too much. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> love it. It just repeats four lines at the beginning, like over and over. I and gotta stuff. be real. <sighs> the music in general is pretty rough. It hasn't been that great. That The, the Santana Ortiz song was rough. SCU song is the worst song. They just said proud and powerful like a million times over and over. Who does the music? Downstate. <laughs> just, it's strictly they downstate. did a lot of them. They did Britt Baker's. They did <laughs> Cody's. They did. Um, I love Cody's theme. I like, I like Cody's is great. Friends. I love Cody's theme. I like best friends. I love best friends. I like theme. Moxley's. I like Moxley's theme. I like Janela's theme song. Yeah, these are there's there's, some there's a good, couple good ones good, in there. Good, you didn't like Janela's. I mean, it's uh, it's it's as good as he's gonna get without without them paying Kavinsky royalties. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, it's so funny. James literally said the exact thing. He's like, "No, no, it's it's good. It's just it's not the Kavinsky song." And I'm right. like, "Well, guys, I know that, yeah, but he can't yeah. have the Kavinsky right. song." It's like when That's you know. Yeah. Although they should just, it can't be that much money to to license it's it. It's a song that's came out like eight years ago. Like the only thing is that I. They want the promotion to be around for a very long time. When you when you watch some of these like old WWF things, they have and to, they, like, they have the to like out. edit out so much music. So they don't, it's, that's the worst. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Have they edited out Cult of Personality, or have they have? Do they have it still? Ooh. They I don't know. They probably still have that one, but they've definitely edited out ICP's theme song for the oddities. Yep, so there's no oddities. They edited out Diamond Dallas Page's like you know knockoff song. That's too. crazy. Yeah. No, but they just cut out the whole entrance now for IC for for well, oddities. So yeah. And I love wow, their the entrance. Where's my Cartman doll? Um, okay, so but Maybe okay, Jim will get you some of those sweats. It's fine. The but the big like uh, the big huffle puff about this obviously huff. is that a word? No. no, that's the name of a house yeah. in Harry Potter. Well, I think it works. You've been sorted, I don't think apparently. it does. I think it did. No, go keep keep talking. Let's see. <laughs> the, the whole Slytherin of this guy. Um, <laughs> the whole Slytherin. I just. Um, is the fact that people were like the Marco Stunt thing where people were like look it Marco Stunt might be a fun act but I saw a lot of people were just like it's just not believable seeing someone that size you know kicking out of Pentagon Jr.'s finisher and like holding his own with these guys what did you guys think about it? Here's the thing. I really am really 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 trying to subscribe to this whole wrestling is for everybody thing because I truly believe that if you can make it work yeah you know and uh, it's just Marco Stunt would work if he wrestled 
I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to phrase this because I am not a Marco Stunt hater. I am not by any means whatsoever. It's just he doesn't – he wrestles as if the moves that he's doing have the same impact as somebody 30 pounds heavier than him sure. was doing. Yeah, very well said. Yes. Like, for instance, what really took me out was that spot where he was doing the flippy shit around Pentagon and Pentagon threw him to Phoenix and then he did the DDT. You could see him throwing him. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, and you, and it was a visual, like, it wasn't the momentum that carried him over to Phoenix. It was Pentagon literally tossing him to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that kind of took me well, out of it. It pulls you out of the reality of the situation. Like, we, right. were, we were even talking this past week just about, like, when Taz came to WWF and, like, there there was layers of, dis, you know, disbelief that he could hold his own against so many of those bigger people there. And Taz is a big person. Yes. And he's scary. Yes. He could beat the shit out of people, yeah. Taz. Yeah, I think... Uh, and he's lifted Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, <laughs> you know what frustrated me, too, is that... Because I actually... I had no problem with the match. Like, I enjoyed but you, it. But you understand what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I understand... Everyone's point, but absolutely. Because I've had the same time when I've watched him in certain shows where I've been like, I just don't know if it feels believable to me. Um, but I, I, I will say I still enjoyed it. Like I was honestly, mm-hmm. I was totally fine with it. I, I was not as like, yeah, I wasn't up in arms about it. I didn't like him kicking out of Pentagon Junior's finisher because I felt like he's he's not like that should have been the end of the match. They didn't need it was, a twelve minute it kicking out of finishers kind of thing. Not even an hour before. It crippled Christopher Daniels. Yes. Right. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, how is he going to kick out? Exactly. Um, and then I thought it was weird how the same people, like, I, I want to preface this once again by saying I enjoyed the match. <laughs> Just like I enjoyed the thing that I'm going to compare mm-hmm. it to. But I thought it was weird that the same people that made such a big fuss over Nicholas being in the tag match with Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. <clears throat> such a big fuss about how Nicholas... Just standing on the apron, not touching the wrestlers, as a joke. Was tagged in once. Was but tagged then in t- once. Tagged out immediately. Tagged out immediately. It was made as a goof. Even made as a, goof as a goof to show that Braun Strowman so is so strong. strong that he can have a child stand on the apron. And he'd still win. And he'd still win because he's that strong. Yeah, that was the whole point of it. And everyone, a lot, some of the people that I saw praising this same Marco Stunt match were the mm-hmm. ones that the next day were like, Cesaro and Sheamus are buried because they were in the same match as a child and then you know Braun won I went and at the time I thought that was really stupid because the kid didn't do anything it was yeah. just to show that Braun Strowman was so strong to me those same people now are, are saying that Marco Stunt kicking out of Pentagon Junior's finisher and, and going toe to toe with two of the top wrestlers in the company isn't a little perplexing. And also one of the biggest luchadors in the business right now in Pentagon. Yes. He's a thick motherfucker. He's not <laughs> yeah. like, a, like a flippy Rey Mysterio. If I like, hear you correctly, you're saying that you want to see Marco Stunt versus Nicholas? <laughs> yes. Hell yeah! Yes. Is oh my god. Towards? You know me too well. God, that'd you be know an amazing match. Well. Does yeah. that kid have his non-complete class? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, John Cohen is his dad, so he's yeah. he's a lifer there. God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Marco versus Nicholas. Marco versus People Nicholas. People would pay to see And I want to say, I like I like Marco. I also like the Nicholas thing, so I don't want to let him throw shame. Sure, I just think it's weird that like the same people yeah, are having such opposite opinions when one is much more... I agree. And the reason why I said that I didn't like that whole, the stuff that Marco does sometimes, not everything, but the stuff that he does that makes it seem like the, his DDT would be just as impactful as somebody 280 pounds. I think that there's a way you could be that small and have that against you and make it work. Spike Dudley did it. Nunzio did it. You know, like they're able to do it if it's done right. If he was being tortured the entire match, brutalized, 
and just they were just like toying with him and not like pulling him up after after a two count and, and then he you know, catches like, them slipping because they're too yeah, cocky. That's great. Yes. Perfect. Great. That's, yes. that's how you build to a hot tag. Yeah. And then here comes Jungle Boy or Jungle Jack, whatever you know Jim Ross is calling him. But uh, yeah. Well, with somebody that, with somebody like that, there's something that they require and it's fluidity. It's like why you, you could believe that Rey Mysterio could take down one of these big guys is because the way that he took them down was a sequence of movement and everything mm-hmm. like that that provided a believability of momentum in his movement. They also too. didn't have him do that until he had been firmly established yeah. as right. one of the top small guys in the world. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's like they then they were like now he can take on bigger guys. You know, so I that's yeah, why. before that he was facing Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. Right? yeah. No. That, that DDT spot that you, what could have easily just saved that was Ray Ray Phoenix being like toss him yeah, to me, bring toss him to me, me so yeah. I can do something. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go a little faster because I, I yeah. it's okay, but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Omega and Hangman versus Pac and Moxley. We kind of talked about the the rule breaking stuff, but basically Mox and anyway, with Moxley hitting Omega with the handle of the bat, <laughs> not being DQ'd for it, but then Pac running in and throwing the weapons out of the ring to avoid a DQ, even though the referee saw him hit. The person with a bat already, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but I did honestly. I loved this match for Gargano. It was a great that match. Yeah, this match was great. All Proxy four of them is a great tag. Yeah, yeah. All four of them. Like, and honestly, Pac is is, is uh, next level right now. He's so good yeah. at every little thing that he does. Like, I I love it. I love it. Um, that, yeah, so that match was great. And then Jericho uh, beat Darby Allen in a title match after interference from Jake Hager. Which I, God, I got to be thinking. Like, I was watching. Um, because uh, they focused on Darby's face a lot when Jericho was entering. And come on, I don't give a shit how cool Darby thinks he is. You can't be like in your head like, I'm fucking wrestling in the main event for the title with Chris Jericho right oh, now. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, what the fuck am I doing right <laughs> now? I, I love the fact they had that face paint where the body paint where it was just champ, champ. It was great. All and the, the skateboard that said great. like Darby Allen champion or whatever. One of the biggest things to take away from this like, match. I would just shit my pants. Because <laughs> I, I think that Darby Allen is clearly someone that they have pegged yes, as yeah, one absolutely. of the guys who's going to be one of their top guys of young talent. And um, the fact that he went toe-to-toe with Jericho and had to be, not only had his hands taped behind his back, but then he still was kicking out of stuff to where Jericho needed Jake Hager to interfere to make it happen, to, to let that made Jericho him look win. Real good. That made him look so good. Yeah. I mean, that made it look like that there were clearly he's going to get another chance to title. I mean, yeah. he's one that's being put in that position. And I, I, I expressed <laughs> my weighs more than he does. Right. <laughs> I expressed I had expressed my concerns about him in AEW before and like how they're going to pr- pr- show him. Um, and I the past two weeks I was like, okay, this works really well, and I like what they're doing with him. And he could have matches that are. A little crazy, but they're still wrestling matches. Well, and also, you know, we just harped on the Marco's done thing a little bit, and <laughs> we said, like, you need to establish if someone's smaller that they have what it takes to do that. Yeah. And Darby is the perfect example of them doing it totally right because, yeah. th- like you said, the title probably weighs more than Darby, but they have firmly established that Darby is gritty. That like it's gonna, it, it takes him it takes a lot to put him down, mm-hmm. like. Great, that's been done perfectly. Yeah. Everything about Darby Allen's been done great. So I, 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 I at least they've done both. They, they've got they've got they've got one that they are killing in that department. And also, 
We shouldn't be too hard on the Margot Stunt situation because obviously we should mention that this only happened. It was a yes. very last minute thing that came about. It was supposed to be Luchasaurus in the match, who now uh, tore his hamstring. You like Marco? You like so Nicholas? We get it. He it. he posted, or his girlfriend posted on on his Patreon page saying that he tore his hamstring. Uh, Bum dog. They said they what was preparing for the match beforehand. Yeah. He had a Gryffindor before the match. And that, <laughs> he got yeah. Gryffindored. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna go quickly through NXT because. Uh, not everyone here watched it yet. It's, we, we record this on Thursday, guys. So uh, Eli has a girlfriend. These guys are doing things. But they, they, they are up to date, uh, just not having watched all of it. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of breeze through hey, this a little bit. let's throw in the fact that there's so much goddamn wrestling. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Right I, I, that's <laughs> why I wanted to preface it. I want to assault so you guys on for Wednesday it. Night. Um, there's never been really like that no. much wrestling on Wednesday before. It's honestly like it's I I love the new wrestling schedule to be yeah. I, I love it. I feel like you've got Monday to get you going, you got Wednesday to like you got max amount of wrestling. On Friday you got some, you know SmackDown and then like you you know you can then fill in the gaps with yeah. all the other stuff. You can I have been watching Power. I like I have liked some, uh, some of the things on Power. I've heard good things. Um although it's not too different than Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It's like yeah. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood with a different set where Jamie I want to give Jamie props here too. Jamie has been killing it on the mic. Did you guys Dude, see absolutely. that promo that I was talking no. about? No, I, 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 I was I, impressed in that promo. So I started DVRing it, and I'm always just like, I'm like, let me get to Jamie, let me get to Jamie. Just, <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, there it is. Well, I appreciate it. I, before, I, if, I, if I like can't get to it before I leave, I'm like, well, I gotta make sure I get to the Jamie promo real well, quick. Well, shit, now I'm really nervous. <laughs> the next one's got to be good. <laughs> You completely screw it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that I can Good like dang it, Ryan. I can, I can fit in New Japan. I can fit in NWA. I can fit in Impact. I can fit in things. You know, yeah. I, I, I like it. Um, so NXT, we had Champa his return match. I loved it. Uh, he was clearly re-energized, ready to go. I didn't love that his opponent was Angel Garza because it was a very quick match, and I feel like Angel Garza does have promise in NXT. Yeah, but I think he, they've been he, making him lose a lot, though. Yeah, have they? Yeah, this okay. was. Uh, I'm, if I remember correctly, he hasn't been. Uh, I don't remember to be honest. That, with that okay, guy has well. got good, a good look, and I think they, they could do something with him later on, like on like Raw or SmackDown. I think they will. I, he's, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's, he's he's got good, promise. He's, he's brought up a lot. They bring, he's like they bring a young, him up a lot. Yeah. A young Del Rio in the way. Like, yeah. as far as like, what well, they I want hope to not. That means. <laughs> I mean, as far as, you know, good uh, talent. Um, I loved the cocky uh, Undisputed Era coming out with a hard you know, thumb drive afterwards and kind of just like, you know, tossing yeah. it on a desk like total dickheads. Kyle, Kyle Riley just be like, <laughs> here, you might want to watch that. Yeah, he was just like, just so, just so like, like skeevy all day. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It was great. They're really giving these guys, I really think they want. I, I, I don't know if I said this before, but they really want the Undisputed Era to be their bullet club. Oh yeah, of course they really do. Oh, of course, and they're really and and, and also the their their new NWO because oh, yeah. like the the extra shit they got them doing. It's so it reminds me so much of old NWO. Stuff. Oh, that's definitely the vibe they're going for for sure, for sure. Um, so then we got we had Danny Burge and Oni versus Imperium. Solid match, nothing like. Crazy, but right. like I like that Imperium kind of like got some of their heat back. Um, with Io Shirai versus Caden Carter, and then there was the post match angle with Rhea Ripley. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really wondering what they're doing with the women's division, like for war games. They've got like all these hanging threads of like things yeah. they're kind of setting up. Um, and, and it also happened in the Tegan Knox thing. Tegan Knox beat Tainara Conti. And then there was a post-match angle with the four horsewomen kind of uh, showing up and and, and uh, talking shit to uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. 
with all those things, I'm almost wondering if we're going to get the women's horse, if we're getting a women's war game. Ooh. That's what I'm thinking too. They're starting to set it up. It seems like. Wouldn't like, that be interesting? Like it definitely. It feels like it would be probably the the, the horsewoman versus. Um, well, I was thinking Shayna and and uh, I was thinking I was thinking Shayna, Marina, Jessamine, and yeah. no, I was gonna say and 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 Rhea on the heel team, even mm. though they had that thing where they'll like maybe. Uh, and then she said, you help me win, I'll give you a title right. shot type thing. Versus Candice, Dakota, Tegan, and Bianca. Okay. Yeah. But then also, where does that leave Yoshirai? That's what I was saying. Yeah. I and and then I also, um, I, I don't know if they're going to put Dakota Kai and Tegan into a War Games match right after coming back from like really serious injuries. Like. Tegan is wearing double do knee they, braces. Do you think that they have to do like four on four in war games? What else would it, you? You're more of a WCW. No, I mean, no, I mean, have more WCW I'm just knowledge saying, than like, me. They could do with like a three on three in that. Like, I yeah. mean, you don't have to, you if, think. Well, I mean, let's I say, feel like there's an do you think, the whole point is to fill up the ring. Well, do you think that rings. if they are if they're doing like the women's match, do you think they'll also do a men's war games too? Similar like what they do with Hell in a Cell. Like, I mean, because like I mean, no, I feel like that Triple H would, knows you can only do one. Okay, he seems more of like not repeating the same gimmick on one. I just feel like they've never done it before so like they could they could get away with the three on three and like you know and that would you know or extend it to five on five yeah that's the other options maybe extend it to five on five yeah that, that's probably actually more realistic EO and, and eo and Rhea on the heel yeah. team yeah. and someone else on the face team maybe maybe yeah. a yam and, and bianca belair something like that i'm I, i'd be into the women's war game match. i think it's a good idea i kind of and if you is not in the match i want to see you just run out at one and point and just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like fuck there you go yeah 100 percent uh, and then, okay, so we had uh, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic again. That match ended with interference from Roddy. Setting up a three-way title match next week. I don't know if there's a lot to say that was different than the last matches they've had. It was mm. still killer. Yeah. Um, that Poison Rana that Keith Lee did was yeah. was w- insane. Oh um, and then so big. <laughs> so big. So big. But I am looking forward to the three-way. I think the three-way yeah. is going to be dope next week for the title. I do like the fact that it just always seems like if we're going to have this match to determine the number one contender... Interference and Regal's like, well, I do it every time. It's a three-way. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's always gonna be a three-way. If you do that, three-way. He is, yeah, he's he, pretty he on brand with that. His hand. Uh, then Matt Riddle had a short match with Bronson Reed, but man, impressive, oh, impressive yeah. match. Like, dude, he the fact that he can do that, bro, Derek on him was was insane. Like, that Bronson Reed sent on freak me out because <laughs> a lot of times the senton like if you do it right you're kind of like skidding off onto the like you're you're, you're kind of kissing them you're yeah. not planting on them yeah. yes bronson fucking like accordioned on fucking <laughs> like on riddle like he literally like the center of his back like like that i was like <laughs> totally. that was full weight jesus christ yeah he, that guy i saw him do a swanton at the performance center and i was like damn that's that's big man to be doing a swanton. Um, but, yeah, that was brutal looking. And also, when he did the bro Derek, I was like, man, the fact that he was able to hold him on his shoulder, transition him over to like a tombstone vibe, and then do the front forward thing, like, that's crazy. He's so strong. So strong. Um, <laughs> then they also had a short video package on Finn Balor, and it ended with, and I, I loved this video package. Um, just it, made, it had a cool vibe to it. It kind of made Finn feel cool again a little bit. And it ended with him saying... Uh, my future will be my past. Didn't really explain what that means. Any idea? Any guesses? I, I'm thinking he's going back to like being like the hotshot Finn Balor that we knew from Japan, and not like the Fergal. Like I don't think the word it means demon stuff. I think it means more 
fucking almost sleazy. Finn I feel Balor. like I'm the only person on the planet who just isn't that uh, like excited for Finn. Really? Yeah. I kind of felt like it was just like something they did for that first episode, you know, like to kind of like Not you so know much the first that. episode of competition. Not so make, much that, but I just I'm NXT sorry. Boost. He's been there. He's been to the dance. He's been to WrestleMania. He's done all these things. I'm sorry. Like I don't give a shit how much of a uh, of a like a new coat of paint there is on NXT because it's on USA and stuff. It's a downgrade. I think that to this, me, I think that this is uh, you're exactly why we need this to happen. And a fan, I think that's a very like, good point, Kevin. Is that that fans have been like, well. He's just like you've said before. He's smiling because he, oh, I get to be here. Just having a smile on my face. Glad to be here, guys. And now we kind of maybe get a reboot of what Finn Balor could actually do. I hope so. And I also feel like there was there was the you know the 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 idea that back when it happened before, when guys like Tyson Kidd did it, they were like at the end of their there were. They had no more options. They had to reinvent yeah, themselves. Otherwise, they were over. And I don't exactly. think Finn Balor like was Finn, at that. With Finn, it's like, okay, we can't figure out how to make you work here. So let's put you back in NXT. I think it's the opposite. I think it's that we realize that we got away from where you should be. So we want to get you back there so that when you're here, you're a valuable asset. Because I love Finn. I think he's great. Yeah. And I just – it's just when I saw him show up on NXT, I was like, they're, they're, they're treating it nicely. You know, they're not like saying like, you know, it's like, oh, here's Finn Balor. You know, like they're treating it like, oh, he's he's NXT because they're really trying to with Gargano. They did the same thing that they're really NXT for life. Yes. That they're really trying to make it like a want a place that people want to be, which is great. They should. Gargano has not been to WrestleMania. Gargano has not held a major title in WWE. Was in the first Universal Champion. Yeah. And um I just think, you know, going from weekly 15,000, close to 15,000 people, different city every week to 300 people at full sale. Sure. I, I'm sorry. Just to me, you can have as many takeovers as you want. I don't see that as the same thing. I just think that it was maybe a lot of Triple H being like, I know what you could be and I want to see you be that again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight to make sure that Vince could see that now that we're on USA. Uh, now that Vince is going to be be part of you know maybe watching this show more closely which i would um, love if that was so. the case i would love that so I'm, I hope, I'm hoping i hope nothing the best for finn because he's so talented and but it's just to me i was it seemed to me that vince gave up on him that's fair oh, yeah, that's fair absolutely. Yeah. um okay and then lastly well we had killing dame defeated boa but not much discussed there um and then there was pete dunn versus damian priest we don't really have a lot of time to discuss it because i gotta get my editor out of here um but i will say if you didn't watch that match Go watch it. It was a banger. I was very impressed with that match. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they tore it up. I love the casual finger snap to, from Pete Dunne to Killian Dean. Like, that was funny. Super casual. Just very like, casual. Just face off with me. Snap. <laughs> uh, Jamie, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V. No, that's my Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitter is J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. Or on Instagram, just J-A-M-I-E I-O-V-I-N-E. Is that you doing that? That was me doing that. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you were looking at me like, Jamie, shut up. I was like, I'm not doing it. Or you could find me um, every week at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on TV. Find your local providers. I'm sure you can find it in some shape or form. If, if all this fails, it's not on your cable provider. Go to Fight TV. It's right there. And also some we do air some episodes on YouTube now. So, nice. Uh, nice. 
And uh, also check in network. Network every day for a different drop, raffle, event, everything. We sell uh, we sell from shoes to sauces. Did so, that one you sent us go out already? The the whoop whoop one? No. No? Not so, yet. I didn't say I don't That was say. just the first time we got like the physical okay. as opposed from design to physical. Those look awesome. I'm looking forward to those. Kevin, where can people find you at? You guys got me at Kevin Gets Red across platform. There you go. Eli, where can we find you at? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Elijah Bates and on Instagram at Brindle Beard. Dude says the same thing you do, but for some reason it seems like he does more. It, it really does, yeah. <laughs> Although he did kind of steal your thunder by like taking the one line there of just like all across the board. Uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com, that's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do. Wrestling Sheet Radio, Raw Recap, uh, and all the interviews that I posted recently from the Performance Center. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to make a podcast out of them. Um, but when the fires happened out here in the Valley last week, it threw my whole Friday off where I had... I planned to do it that day, but instead I had to help my girlfriend with fire-related things uh, with her mom. So it definitely threw things off, so I apologize that I didn't get to put that on the podcast feed. But uh, check them out on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. The podcast feed, it's Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major podcast platforms. And for those of you who listened to the show last week and watched or listened to our mock draft that I did with James McKenna, and you want a little bit of an update on that, I crushed James 75 to 25 in the votes. Everyone liked my roster better because it was obviously better. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the show. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 